Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR to sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boost. Okay. Adventures going on in the background of the, the bar. We are live from the bar tonight, <laughs> just so you know. I guess it's today. Al- today. back on the yeah. show and has to be a yeah. mom four immediately. seconds in. Immediately. But not for us, though. Yeah, it had nothing to do with us this time. <laughs> uh all right, I know. I know a lot of a lot of people don't care, but we got to talk about it. Pick of the week, Bengals. I think a lot of people do care. I think shit. I think an insane amount of people care. Really? About I think this Super Bowl. Is, I think it's going to be like one of the least watched Super Bowls in a long time. To be honest with you. Well, yeah, but I mean, like the least watched well, Super Bowl no, and the most no watched. Villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easy to root against Tom Brady or Patrick Mahomes every year, right? Where you're like... Yeah, no one's hate-watching this year. That guy! (laughs) (laughs) No, the people who are tuning into this one are like, all right, should be cool. Yep. Like, the the entire city of St. Louis, I guess, will hate-watch it. But outside of that... That's true. I forgot about that. Uh, But there's just not that many of them. They don't... Well, yeah. yeah, but it'll be compared to but other compared Super to Bowls. Other Super Bowls. Well, yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like least watched Super Bowl, most watched Dancing with the Stars. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> they're still Duncan. Show, but... Oh wow! Oh. Gonna, I need my, I need the pick though. You no. want the Bengals? You want the Rams? You... I'm, I'm taking the Bengals. I, th- I think you very rarely see a Cinderella story kind of like end with the with, win with, with, the, yeah. with the glass slipper actually fitting. <laughs> The last time I can really like remember that in sports is probably the Kings in what was that twenty eleven or twenty twelve? Twenty ten when they, the, when they was first the real won. Dream run. Was it twenty ten Blackhawks? Twenty twenty eleven. The first I, one, yeah. Twenty eleven LA Kings is the last time I can really remember being like the eighth seed Kings. Yeah, time yeah, yeah. is a myth. So uh, yeah, especially after the last two years. So I, I'd like to see Cincinnati. That that's my pick. Uh, uh, Joe Burrow has been dope as hell this whole playoffs. All right. I, I like the answer. In in chat here, Brendan's saying he's got a root for the Rams for Vaughn. Um, I imagine a good amount of Denver will be rooting for Vaughn Miller. So yeah. a, a good answer there, too. Either way, what whichever team you want, make it your pick of the week over at DraftKings Sportsbook. You can go over there with a the new account, get 56 to 1 odds, picking on whichever team you want to win the Super Bowl. And yeah. right now, you can sign up for your chance to win an opportunity to make a free $1 million bet on the Super Bowl. Um, I would like a million dollars. I don't know about you, chat, but it's going to be, uh, all cam acres all day. <laughs> Easy money. Yeah. All right. All right. You heard it here first. Bet it all on cam acres. Put a yeah. million heard dollars. It here first, the Friday before the Super Bowl. <laughs> no one has had this bet yet. <laughs> Not a single person <laughs> has gotten to that take yet. <laughs> Either way, head on over to DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that DNVR code. You can download the Sportsbook app now. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. Of course, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. They are an official sports betting partner of the Super Bowl. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, let's get into the show today. It's finally time. I know you all have been waiting for our trade deadline wish lists for a little bit now. So we're going to get into it. We're going to break down our conglomerated top 10. Good word. Is it a word? I'm I'm just hoping it's a word. To I be mean, honest with you, <laughs> if it's not, I love that I love that you made one up. I think it's great. <laughs> we, we're flying by the seat of our pants here. Before we actually get into the list, though, there's a couple of guys that didn't make the list that I I know we wanted to get in some honorable mentions on. Uh, I had Justin Braun. Uh, 
I like him as a defensive option as if the Avs don't make a big move. Could be something they look into. We'll talk probably more about that a little bit later on some other guys. List so I can remember uh, who our honorable mentions were. I, Jesse had Jake DeBrusque, who I think just missed the actual list. Yeah, Someone we he talked was one about of the before. last missions that we had. Yep. So yeah, um, so do you want to like get into a couple of these guys or? Uh, I mean, you can give us a quick blurb. I think probably. Oh well, no, I, I just I, I that's a guy that obviously, um, you know, the situation with Boston was very well noted. We did yeah. an entire show on Jake DeBrusque earlier this season. Um, I like half my list didn't even make this thing. <laughs> half of all of our lists didn't make mm-hmm. it. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> Combine three lists into one. No, we, most we had, of, almost all of your list did. Really? Wow. Wow. That's just because I picked the right ones. Yeah, eight oh. of your ten guys are on this That's because I picked guys from your list and guys from your <laughs> list. Yeah, he put his list in first. Don't yeah. listen to this. <laughs> Don't do this. This well, is all lies. You guys picked from my list yeah, then. So say. I am the front runner. This is this is like when you do a fantasy draft and you just pick based off of the auto rankings because <laughs> you didn't do them yourself. <laughs> well, I don't know who to put here. What, what route to put? Yeah. Right, well, and they're like, fine. oh, okay. Well, ESPN <laughs> has him as a projected 35 goal score year this that sounds great. <laughs> uh, well, so, so anyway. are we want to. We just want to jump straight into the the guys that are on our honorable mentions. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. I, I mean, we can. I mean, so you mentioned Breeze Jake DeBrus. Yes, yeah, Jake DeBrus. It's very well documented. I think that's a guy who you're you're buying on the hopeful upside. Um, that again, I, I don't think that's going to be a main target. But as maybe a couple guys get moved or, or there's prices that are just a little bit too high, I think that's a nice kind of secondary. Yeah, market. I, I, a lot of these honorable mentions are like secondary right, potential right. options for the abs, I think. Yeah, I've got uh I had Arturi Lekin in, yeah. uh Lawson Kraus basically filling the same role, like your depth guys here. Yep. Um in, in another guy that I I had Paul Stasny as well on my Yeah, and list. that's one that I do think is really interesting. Yeah, we can talk about him. Yeah, a little I'll bit say more. I'd like to pause there for a second. It's look, obviously the connections to Colorado are, are apparent there. We know even after he left, the Avs have been interested in bringing him back for a little while, which uh, something never to discount for the Avs, as we've talked about a little yeah. bit over the last couple of days. But Staz, where does he fit on the Avs? Well, well, I mean, there's the versatility there where, you know, he's been playing a lot of left wing in Winnipeg. Uh, but he, you can also put him down the middle. You know, it kind of depends on who's healthy. Yeah. And that's what I like about it is that he could fill the left wing. You know, if he could he could be Newhook's left wing. If Newhook moves up, he could be your three C and Nachushkin is his left wing. Like they're different they're different uh, uh lineup combinations that he would make a lot of sense. Um you know, he's not the player that he was. Of course, he's a little right. diminished. You're not you're not really talking about putting him in to a top six, but you know, you you take a JT Comfer off of a second power play and you put a Stasny in that spot. You know, again, <laughs> you're talking about min-maxing here. Yeah, You're talking about getting just a little bit better in, in a spot here or there, moving a guy down and improving multiple spots along the way because of it. So, and, uh, but, you know, price-wise, not not going to be overly expensive, I don't, I don't think. So, uh, you know. Not was not high on my list. Was near the bottom of my list, and was just one of those guys that we kind of omitted, um, just through just putting our list together. It just kind of worked out that way. So but again, it's, it's a guy that probably costs you a little bit less in terms of assets. Yeah, the money's definitely. a little bit easier to fit. Yeah, you're not talking about trying to jam in a six million dollar salary and figure it out at that point. Yeah, Ali. By the way, 
You were saying this isn't real snow. They can see it on the broadcast. Come over here. It's snowing pretty good when you look from over here. Hey, you said it wasn't sticking. You didn't specify that at first. So <laughs> anyway, um, it does look cool as like the background of the pot. Yeah, I, think. I like it. I actually like it. It does look upsetting. You're right. <laughs> Uh, anyway, Stasny. It's way better than that night I showed up at your guys' post-game pod, and your leg wouldn't stop bouncing, and it was driving me crazy. <laughs> and then you had all the police in the background. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I, I look at my phone. I looked at Rudolph, I was like, it's AJ. <laughs> I just saw him comment. He knows we're doing this. Yeah. I got like, concerned. I was like, oh, my God. He's dying, and he just yeah. grabbed his phone. And my my number was the first one there. Yeah. yeah. No, you'd be like fourth or fifth on my emergency well, contact I, yeah. list. <laughs> That's pretty uh, high. I know. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, I was going to be offended, but then I was like, well. Fourth or fifth, not yeah, bad. I'm, I'm hoping for like 10th. Crack the top five. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where you'd be on that one. <laughs> do we not call list, probably. Do not call. <laughs> we don't communicate. <laughs> what? He'd be too uh, afraid to call you. He'd get in trouble. Yeah, and how him. did you hurt uh, yourself, AJ? Don't die. Yeah. Why are you calling me? Yeah, <laughs> true. Now, I don't know what that list would look like right now. It's that one also kind of. You know of what? We'll do the trade deadline wish list next week. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's this talk week, about we're going to carve out AJ's list. emergency contact <laughs> wish, uh, list. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Paul Stasny, obviously, some good storylines there to talk about for the Avs. Winnipeg, they're not out of it yet, but it's not been a big year for them in any yeah, stretch. There will be a couple of teams um, that we talk about where it's like these dudes are selling. Yeah. And then there will be a couple of teams where it's like, we're doing this five weeks out. Like, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We that's why we wanted to start with a wish list. And yeah, and as this evolves, this is where we're starting with these are the guys that we like. Well, and, and that is one thing I do want to uh, point out <coughs> is yeah, this is our yeah. wish wish list where it's like hey, if everything fell into place just perfect, we think these are guys that would be really cool and that would add a lot. We're not necessarily saying these are all guys that they're in on. All guys that are overly likely, but these are guys that we think uh, make for a good fit. And to your point, we've talked about it a bunch. Joe Sackick did say last night in his media availability, look, we're still five weeks out. What we need today may not be what we need in five weeks. Yeah, you don't know what's going to happen injury-wise. Everything Bowen Byram-related changes all of this conversation. And the, The Byram thing is a big asterisk on this whole list because if you know for sure, hey, Byram is back. It changes some of these priorities. D like, becomes a lot less important. Well, like John quick. John Klingberg yeah. goes way down on way my list down, if yeah. that's the case. Yep. So and and, and things he, like that. And he mentioned he's like Joe Sagan said, we are hoping that we get Byron back for this year. The communication we're having, we are hopeful. We're giving him the space he needs. We're giving him the time that he's looking for, and we are hoping that that ultimately leads to him coming back. So. They're they're playing with some live ammo a little bit because you're not really sure what's going to be overly relevant when. So that is definitely something to keep in mind. Definitely a a good take. Uh, Yahir's not on the show today, so we forgot to put up the abs are not trading for math. Uh, that is one thing. Uh, <laughs> Peter Baugh last night from The Athletic, we were sitting next to each other before the Joe Sackick thing, and he looks at me and he goes, I'm half tempted just to set him up for it just so he can come out and say, we're not trading for Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, he was like, maybe I'll ask him, like, so, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury's name's been out there a lot with you guys, just so he can say it so people can stop asking about it. Uh, 
he would say, well, Peter, <laughs> I don't comment on specific players who play for other yeah, teams. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then he would also say, but anything's possible. But, yeah. <laughs> but I just thought that was funny because. We're, we're always going to look to improve our team, and we're open to anything. Right. All right, Kings. Oh yeah! Look at these. Jesse That's still a really needs a crown, but that feels intentional. It's <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. weird how different size you guys are, yet they both seem to fit your head perfectly. You know, I've been told I have a small head, so it works out. Uh, oh, people are saying you need a chest. <laughs> Jesus! Fuck. Wow, grumpy <laughs> old Scott, firing, yeah, Jesus. firing daggers out here. Cool. Okay, fuck me, I guess. So let's actually get into our proper. Top 10 wish list. Yeah, Bring up like the big board. Can't help but notice she still hasn't put a crown on me. All right. We're just we're firing in right away with number 10. Phil Kessel. Uh, this is Phil Kessel is, is Jesse's baby on this yeah. list. Yeah, so. this, is, well, this is Jesse's idea. Look, th Blame th Jesse. This is, this this is, is where one, the jester hat comes in. This, <laughs> this is one that I, I really do feel um, that people could end up being disappointed to come trade deadline day if everyone's really that down on him. This is just a guy, he's already got a nice chunk of salary being eaten by Toronto. Mm -hmm. Arizona, you know, will be willing to eat half of what they pay. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> it, it, it'll be relatively, relatively simple for them to fit him under the cap. And it's a guy they've been tied to now for two years. Mid, or bot, middle to bottom six guy plugs in on your PP2. I don't think this is a high target. Yeah, on their list five for them. goals this year. Like uh, six after last night or two nights ago. Six. So he's got six goals on the year. Like this is not but, Phil Castle, right? But but I do think Phil that Castle fame. That again, he is the one kind of step above DeBrusque, Stasny that we were just talking about. Where maybe he's not like the third or the fourth option, but I think he is like a third fallback up front. If you're if you're just priced out of. Some of the other players that you that we'll be talking about here. I thought for a second there you're gonna say he is the one true Phil, and I was like, interesting. Who's if you haven't been to the temple of the one true Phil? All right, you, you got to go check it out. That's all I'm saying. Do you know what he's talking about? <laughs> there's a there's a Phil Kessel fan club known as the temple of the one true phil oh oh, oh. And, and there is it is it like those vin diesel dudes that all showed kind up of, dressed together kind of, and just said family over and over <laughs> on that video their most famous thing is taking his uh team usa picture and doing the thing where you keep blowing it up and zooming in on his face until it gets to like a level of terrifying yeah, I don't know if you have to go that far, but um, <laughs> no, I, I just I do. I, Look, I, when you're a disciple of the Temple of the One True Phil, <laughs> right. there is no limit. I, I I just I think this is a guy that that the Avs could be not just the Avs, a lot of teams. I think he gets moved this trade deadline regardless. And there's people that will step back and say he he played a role outside of the top six in Pittsburgh and had great success in the playoffs on back to back cup runs. Um, <clears throat> And, and I just think that there will be front offices that find value in that. You strike out on a couple or guys like, you're not wanting to pay first-round picks. Dude, I think he's a nice option. Like Phil Kessel for JT Confer just straight up. Yeah, done. Like, they get Confer in their middle six next year as a guy that maybe mm -hmm. they like, you know, who yep. improves their the middle of their roster moving forward. Like, and, and it gets rid of some of your kind of redundancies in that bottom yeah. six. Well, and, and, it, and he clears up – it clears a, a very obvious role for him. <laughs> right. To, to step in and play and so so yeah it's I mean not... and and you we talk about like 
putting some talent next to Alex Newhook right. on a third line. Um, you know, Phil Kessel's, and I think that's where I would be intrigued. Right. Um, uh, we did the watch along with PD of PHNX and said, look, he might hate it, but you just have to play him 12 minutes. Right. Yeah. And, right. you know, manage him. Because he also said you don't play 800 games in a row by sit, standing in shooting lanes. <laughs> so, yeah, there's there are obvious drawbacks to Phil Kessel where sure. when you watch him play, he takes the easy way out a lot. Mm-hmm. It's always kind of been the big bugaboo of his career. Yep. Uh, is and and he's no longer such an explosive offensive player right. that you can just be like, well, you take what you get with it. Like it's right. a legitimate drawback here. Uh, there's always the magical elixir of he plays on a good team. Now he's going to try hard again. Right. He's in a, if you ignore his entire career's worth of work, right. Maybe you can believe that. Do they need to make this trade to start making the all sister team? They already have Jesse Comfort. Well, if they do it straight well, up. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, yeah. yeah, yeah that's they've, true. They've, they've got to keep Comfort for this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so but, that way, Abby Newhook, Jesse Comfort, and Amanda, Amanda Kessel. Kessel yeah. All, yeah, yeah, can all be on the same team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but but again, this this isn't a guy. I don't, sister abs are going to rule. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they'll be the best pro pro sister team for sure. Yeah. Uh, but again, I we don't think... We should do think, that as an off-season thing. We should do a sister draft. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. I don't think this will be one of the first calls they make. But again, if, if you start seeing a couple of those top yeah. guys traded... on our list for a reason. And you're not wanting to give up a ton of assets, this is a guy that I do think... Um, like you said, you, you can talk yourself into... He gets into that playoff run. That's the perfect type of guy for... You, you suddenly get... You know, he matches his regular season production in a playoff run. Oh, totally. And it, it just... Yeah. It's such a boost for your bottom six. Well, and like you throw your second power play unit out there, and you kind of just see how it goes, right? You got like him on on one of the walls, and he's yeah, still a good you have shooter. Burkowski hanging yeah. around. You have Taves and Gerard, and you it, know, it's like an interesting name that I think is cheaper now than it was at the beginning of the season, and that's why he stays in the at least in the conversation. Well, and you, I, I, I don't know where they can really ask for a lot. Everybody knows he's right. going to walk at the end of the year, so you lose a lot of that leverage and. Yep. Knowing if you're a team that's like, oh, he's going to come in and boost our top six, chances are you're not going very deep in the playoffs anyway. Right, so. right. Yeah, and I, I I agree with what you said a minute ago that you guys were talking about with PD that, look, if he comes here and Jerry Bednar sits him down and is like, hey, most nights, it's 10 to 12. Yeah. And just make the most of those 10 I would to say, 12. I would say 12 to 15, roughly, yeah. as an expectation to get, you know, but – know that it's going to be more 12 and that he's not going to play in third period. Like in a game last night, where he they're protecting taken a, a lead two, maybe, yeah. yeah. But, yeah but, but again, definitely. an interesting enough name at a cost that I think is very palatable. Yep. I, I like the conversation. I do want to move on to number nine here. I believe I was the only one who had him on my actual list. Jonathan Druin. Yeah, no, I think this is a great one. Uh, we had this conversation a little bit the other day. I did not double check the spelling of Jonathan, so if I did you dirty, I am I'm, so sorry. I think that's correct, but I, I thought don't it was actually too. know. I just, uh, I just, I, like, I, just I'm, yeah, I know you did, and I meant to double check it. <laughs> and I'm just saying, if somebody's like, "Wow, you guys are idiots," nailed this it. This is all nailed me. It. We no, got oh, one. Wait. Yep, nailed it. Got him. In that case, all credit to me. (laughs) (laughs) Allie didn't do shit. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Look, (laughs) Druin, obviously the connections with McKinnon have been there for a very, very long time. Yeah, for sure. I really don't think it made a ton of sense for Colorado until now. Yeah, where 
we talked about it on the Montreal show the other day. Like, look, he's got a year left on his deal at five yep. and a half million. If they'd be willing to even eat a little bit of that money, right? That'd be great. But the year left, and if you could kind of just pencil him in as like a replacement somewhere on your second, your second line next winger. year, yeah. Um, there's there you could talk yourself into some good things here. Well, and 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 there is there's always there's always gonna be that like you know connection wish yeah. and prayer and hope that maybe he comes here and that chemistry thing with McKinnon is very real. It's yeah. not. If it works, it works. Right. right? You know what but, I mean? But like, but that's something you can always talk yourself into that. They were well, such and, an electric pairing at one point. What frustrated me was that that was a lot of the reason for the interest in him right. over the years. And now it's like, it doesn't have anything to do with McKinnon. Yeah. Right. Is that it has everything to do with who Drew Ann is he's as a player. He's actually a great now. fit on and the where, second line. Yeah. Where Colorado kind of where they could use a guy. Yeah. Because uh, again, like you could put him on your third line next to new hook and have him. Now that's going to have to be a line that you have to shelter a little for more sure. because of the defensive deficiencies that Duran has had his entire career. But you're also putting him in a position where you're saying, we're not asking you to be the savior. Yeah. We're not asking you to lead the team in anything. We're not asking you. We're asking you to go out there and just be who you and, are. And we've seen that at his best in the NHL, he's a pretty good player. Yeah. And, and the Evs have the opportunities to shelter him. Yeah. Maybe you have to move nuke to the right side or whatever. Yeah, but if you run, you can consider options like a Druin, a Kadri with a nuke, or drop him to the third line, run some kind of new hook Druin nuke Nachushkin type of lines. Again, a lot like the conversation we were having with Stasny. Flakes are getting. Big. There's room for a lot of versatility when the Avs go out and get one of these talented forwards. Yeah. That, particularly in Druin's case, you play him with a Kadri because he can feed pucks to these guys. You play him with the Burakovsky because he can feed pucks to the shooters that you want to see put pucks in the net. so. And then, yeah, like I said, in preseason next year, you you sat him with McKinnon for a couple games, and you're like, is it still there? <laughs> no? Okay, just what we thought. Perfect. Yep. Um, but, no, I, I yeah, this was a name that I didn't have on my list, and I he never even crossed my mind when I was putting the list together. So I, when you had it, uh, I really like this one. I think it's an interesting I, one. I, I think it's pretty impressive that, like, uh, most of my guys got picked, I guess. But we came together, and – for a 10-person list, we had pretty close to 20 guys that mm. were trying to try and parse through for for potential trade targets. I like that little end, like so. self-tire pump there. It's pretty impressive. You gotta get I in mean, there. my you whole list get in my 10 guys end up on this list, um, is on but. here, but you guys did okay, too. You got to take you your dubs. Thanks for you your help, yeah. fellows. <laughs> yeah. um, I'll tell you what, I'll just take the reins on this next time. You guys just show up. <laughs> we'll do my list. Yeah. It'll be great. Uh, uh, all right. You guys can just have a separate show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're looking to get a great drink, you need to check out Ranch Riders. Uh, I, I know AJ already agrees with this, but just, just so we don't have to kick you off the show, Jesse. When you're talking about food and drinks, it's just better when it comes from a food truck, right? Yeah, That's where sure. you get the best food. That's where Ranch Riders started, down in a food truck in Texas. They've been working on it for a long time. They have, I had never heard of this before, but they call it ranch water. Yeah, I didn't know what that was either. Yeah, it's absolutely delicious. They put in some, uh, you can get tequila or vodka, whichever one you're feeling. With Allie running the show tonight, you know it's going to be tequila. So, uh, the... There you go. That woo was a cool mom thing. We got mm -hmm. Allie running the show. Woo! <laughs> Passing out tequila to everyone. If you're going to do it, do it here. So go get your Ranch Riders. They're one of the 10 fastest-selling alcohol companies in Allie's the like, country. On our, like Allie's perception on our show is that she's like 26 going on 45. <laughs> 
Like, well, I was gonna say, and, and we have to take it easy on her because today is Allie's birthday, so we won't give her too much shit. Big fan that the Broncos uh, Broncos chat. Ah! <laughs> Big fan of the Broncos chat. Also wished, celebrating her birthday. Wished her a happy yeah. birthday today. Was, that was great. It was good stuff. But go check out Ranch Riders. <laughs> really excited for the Rapids pod to start wishing yeah, Allie a happy it's gonna birthday. Yeah, it's going to be a fun time. I'm, I'm here for it. Also, Sunday, mimosas at the bar for the Avs yeah. game, folks. Yeah, mimosas, mimosas for the Avs and then preparing for the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. We'll be drinking mimosas. Oh, boy. Here we go. On Sunday. Uh, I was telling you guys, we'll make one on the pregame show. Show you guys how to properly make a mimosa. <laughs> I'll need a pint Are you glass. Gonna, like, measure it yeah, out yeah. and everything. Yeah, you can call oh, it measuring. Champ, 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 champ. Orange juice. Yep, that's just enough just that you enough get to the tang. The color. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's just enough to like a, a light yellow. You drop a mimosa on my table that's orange. Mm. All right, so I'll you're drink making, it. You're but... making a pea-colored drink. Just yeah. so we're clear. Okay, cloudy. You look uh, a little dehydrated, but <laughs> second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. What is number eight on our list? I'm going I'll to bring a robe on Sunday, too, if you guys aren't careful. I have a very plush Don't black start. robe. There's a whole subsection yeah, of our list. Megan and I were talking about it last night. <clears throat> we're working on it. Producer lady. Ma- Megan and I are working on getting you guys robes. We're having to fight. We're fighting the good fight here. That's too far. You did too many. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Luke Shen. I know you've been, you know, enjoying uh, your birthday, but I, I've made the classic mistake, chat, and this is AJ's boy anyway. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let AJ talk about this and, and go relieve myself. He I <laughs> next one. Next on the list. No, I mean we've talked about Luke Shen oh, and I think I think uh this is again we're we're having this conversation about Bowen Byram because uh if Byram is around then the the appeal of Luke Shen is a lot higher. If it, if there's no Byram, then my interest in Luke Shen isn't like Luke Shen's a little more limited than I would like. Um, right. I just think as so, a, as a right-handed better version of Jack Johnson. I, I was gonna say so. This is more of like your Jack Johnson, not replacement, but but insurance. more competition yeah, for yeah. that for that spot. And then also between Ryan Murray, Eric Johnson, and Jack Johnson, I just straight up don't trust all three guys to stay healthy for a playoff run. Yeah. And so Luke Shen is a guy that you put into that lineup uh, and push one of those guys off the ice. Pro- at this point, it's obviously Ryan Murray. Yeah. With no, Bowen, with, no, with no Bowen Byram, it's obviously Ryan Murray. But, like, I know. I keep looking <laughs> at it, too. It's, it's, it's done. It's too late, bud. We're screwed. Um but no, like uh, Luke Shen, like look, he's he's not going to do a whole lot for you offensively, but he manages pucks well at this point in his career. He's not quite the grenade launcher he was in in the mid portion of his career, and he's yeah. comfortable in a depth role on a team pushing right. for a cup. He understands that job uh, defensively, still still strong defensively, uh, still brings an element that they really that they they could really use and. Is right is right handed. So 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 actually not even so much of like because you know you, you're saying <laughs> yeah yeah what what do you mean on your side she's just trying to be polite that's right it's your birthday I hate when people don't say happy birthday to me on my birthday um 
this is more because because you know you're saying if if Bo Byram is healthy, you're less interested in him. This is more of like what we want EJ to be. I'd say uh, Jack Johnson even maybe. Well, so, so that that was kind of what we were talking about. But again, if like if you've got Byram. EJ is kind of filling this role that you're talking about. If you don't have Byram, you're yeah. asking EJ to elevate a little bit. Yeah, and well, Luke and, Shen, and to Shen be gives that. you another alternative too. When EJ, right. when we have, when you do have those nights where EJ is not playing as mm -hmm. well, and you could see them, the coaching staff would then have the flexibility to say, "All right, let's gear back EJ," yeah. instead of being like, "Well, what are our other option right now is Curtis McDermott or Ryan Murray?" Right. Which just you know, with Ryan Murray, when he was playing games, it was getting better. There were things that you were liking. These these last two games that he's played, uh, you know, two weeks apart, he hadn't been any good in either one of them. I mean, so you don't feel good about that in the immediate. But over the next five weeks, we'll see. But what's true, no matter what, is that between Eric Johnson and Ryan Murray, I'm not trusting yeah. the health. You'd it's, like to share that up if, a little bit. If nothing else, you can't be one injury away from I, playing I Curtis McDermott in the playoffs. I want people knock this off in our D. chat what? that this Byram isn't coming back. You don't know that. No one has any Nobody idea. knows this, okay? So this is going to continue to be part of the conversation. And this, like, he's not coming back. Okay, what are the lotto numbers that I need to go and buy? Right, I'll say, I mean, he, he literally, he, he could come back tomorrow. Like, it, I, it just, this is just, it is, it is becoming my pet, just a thing that is driving me crazy. Like, the confidence with which... It if your name, We're just predicting the future, just saying shit and saying and pretending that it's real. If your last name doesn't end with Byram, you have no idea. And there's a good chance, even if your name ends with Byram, you probably don't know when you're going to be back. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. yeah, no, but 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 it's it's a good point, and, and that, again, goes back to this five-week conversation. Mm -hmm. I, I, I would be willing to bet that if, if they made, whether it be a big, splashy trade or something around the fringes if they made that move for a forward tomorrow i wouldn't be that surprised i think they're going to add on d to some extent and i think that'll be a deadline day deal because i think they're going to take that to the last possible second yeah they should to decide they, what they're doing in terms of byram they's well and like we'll we'll see right like uh and and you can't you can't really plan either way with that because even after the deadline if he hasn't come back by the deadline it's not like the deadline no. that's his deadline right 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 that dude could show up after the uh, at the uh, the last week of April and be like and, yo can i get in on this and the avs would absolutely have and, to say yes and while i do expect the avs to wait like you're saying Jesse any extra defenseman makes you one defenseman further away from playing Curtis McDermott on defense. Or Jacob yeah, like, McDonald. Like, sure, you, you whoever, don't, whoever you, don't you put in don't want to get role. into those guys. And, like, yeah. if you're picking between Jack Johnson and Luke Shen or Eric Johnson and Luke Shen, to which guy is actually going to play in this playoff game, you're in a good position on your bottom right, pairing. Right, yep. right, right. And so it's, it's a situation where it's like, this guy can help you. It's a limited ceiling. This is not, you know, it's, it's like Patrick Nemeth, but, but better. Like he's a better well, player. Well, it's, it's it's what you're, it's what you signed Ryan Murray for. You were hoping Ryan Murray was well, going it's to. What you lost when Ryan Graves got traded. Yeah, yeah, and like reacquiring that. And 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 you hope that Ryan Murray can be that, and or could could have been that, and 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 you feel bad because that dude's had a thousand things go wrong in his career, but. It just hasn't they, worked. They didn't out. start going right super quickly. Here right, in Denver, right. So. It just, it just. He never kind of. I remember us talking about it early, early in the season, preseason stuff like that. Where, man, if you can get 
a fraction of what Ryan Murray has shown the potential to be yeah. and stay healthy, then you're not having this conversation. Definitely. Ryan Murray, and we won't talk about it on this show, that's a sneaky candidate that I think could be tossed in on a trade somewhere. Oh, well, because money has to go out. Right. So, like, Two the million- Darren Helms, Ryan Murray's... Those guys, those guys are candidates to be moved as salary fillers. Right, because Ryan, Ryan, like, R- Ryan Murray at $2 million, that's a nice little chunk. And, and again, we'll get into that in shows yeah, later and like down the road. But. If you're trading for you know Luke Shen, who signed for next year at, I think it's like 850k. Right. Like, you know. But again, this is, this is also the conversation of uh, they, they aren't going to, Vancouver's not in a hurry to make that decision. Right, right, right. Definitely. Fair. Uh, I think we're ready to move on to number seven. Which I already spoiled. Which Tyler Toffoli, someone we've talked about a decent amount over the last year and a half, honestly. The last couple of seasons, really, just with how it's been. He's always been kind of in the conversation at the very least. Uh, The starting point and and why I think two reasons you'll see Toffoli a little bit lower on this list. That beer's a little rough, huh? I'm good. Uh, well, it was just a very high pitched uh, hiccup. Yeah, better than my coughing fit the other day. So, uh, <laughs> Toffoli to has two more years after this one left on his deal. Yeah. So this is kind of a weird move to be thinking about at a deadline because it's a little bit longer term. Yeah, it's a real commitment. Yeah, it's not twenty games and then we'll see. Right. Mm-hmm. It's we're getting this guy. He's going to be part of the. He's going to be part of the conversation for the next couple of years. And then the other side of this, which we did talk about the other day, too, but we'll reiterate here. Dude can't skate. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't fit Colorado's identity of being a, a higher-end skater. Sure. Uh, I think there's a difference between can't skate and, you know. Can't just, skate to it, the abs level. How identity, about Identity-wise, like he is going to look like he's riding a bike a lot uh, out there versus guys who fly around. Yeah. So, uh, But you are, you are talking to a guy that, look, at worst – Rolls in and plays next to Alex Newhook. Yep. At best, rolls in and pushes Nachushkin down to play with Alex Newhook. Right. And, and either way, and, I think you're pretty thrilled with and that. And yeah, you're probably going to get similar production out of him uh, because even strength ice time, I don't think, should be vastly different between those two roles. Uh, that me believing that Newhook is going to continue to get an expanded role here, just because he's played he's played such solid hockey. Um, but I I I think that to fully just. It's he's just a higher end guy, and then he's insurance that. Look, if if Burkowski, if Nachushkin, all these guys right. go they to want, Slump City or whatever, well, well, and, and like, oh, for future use, yeah, for future use, you know, you if Burkowski and 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 Nachushkin both both want six million dollars in the offseason, uh, nope, you're like, look, we love those guys, but yep. we can't give that money, you know, we can't, you can't give six million dollars to Val Nachushkin, yeah, six million dollars for Burkowski is probably the upper limit. You're, it's at least a conversation. Yeah, but. you're at, you're at least in the neighborhood. But okay, say say he wants seven and a half. No, you know where you're just saying, well, absolutely not. You know, the Toffoli just gives you insurance there, where you get a guy that you can put in your top six next year. I think and reallocate that money to your goaltending position. The way <laughs> I looked at Toffoli, and actually, this is someone we can talk about that we didn't have on any of our lists too. If you're looking at Jonas Donskoy. As a potential option, I think you should be looking at Tyler Toffoli. Thought it was interesting, not I, on I, any of our lists. I, 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 he was one of my just missed it down yeah. near the bottom where I was like, uh, my first draft had him on it, and then the more guys that I started going through, the more that, I was like, eh, just kept was, knocking him down. That was my thing where I was just like, 
we've seen him here. We know what it is. It's not that it's bad. If they went out and acquired him, I wouldn't hate I just, that. I don't want a, I don't want a guy that that's that that is that soft. Yeah, it's very perimeter based <clears throat> for sure. But well, and it's it's just so streaky. Obviously, this season highlights that more than maybe any of his others. But like, it's pretty, e- pretty par for the course for his career to be right. Honest. Well, well, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. And it just it it seemed worse because. It was at a zero for so long. Yeah. But he, I mean, he went through very similar stretches here in Colorado. It just didn't feel as bad because he had scored a hat trick and then had four games where he scored three goals. In San Jose, had a a 30 or 40 game stretch where he didn't score a goal. And you're just like, he just does. How is that possible? When you're watching him in Colorado, you're like, how? And ends up with 37 points at the end of the year, no matter what. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you're like, and he had his two highest goal scoring seasons were in Colorado, his two highest shooting percentage. Like, what what were the Avs doing with Jonas Donskoy to get that much more out of him than anywhere else has? (laughs) Right. So it makes you like the fit would be obvious with with, with Donnie. But, you know. But even with all that, he he went through stretches even in Colorado where. Yeah, they're where it's just you're getting nothing. Yeah. Uh, I think Donskoy is about 400k cheaper than Toffoli. Donskoy is 3.9. Yeah, I think Toffoli is 4.3, or it's somewhere close to that. If it's not 4.3, so a bit cheaper. But uh, Toffoli also, he's been a pretty consistent 40 to 45 point guy when he plays a full season. Yeah, so he can he does provide a little bit more offensive punch. I think. And yeah, and like signed for two years at right. underfoot. Like it's just such a good, solid bargain deal there that he would have to totally hit the wall and be an absolute horrible off a fit cliff. Yep. for it to for for you to feel like there's negative. Uh, it's a negative value deal. Yep. We were just like, God, this has just not worked. All right, moving on to number six. I actually don't know who. Oh, it's Gio. Okay, Mark Giordano. The oldest old man defenseman that isn't named Zdeno Chara. <sighs> uh, Didn't really know what to feel about Gio. Because this year it's been it's been okay. Um, in Seattle, he's... Look, he, the guy that he randomly turned into for a few years there in Calgary is not... He's not that guy. He was exposing yeah. the expansion draft for a reason. The, yeah, and they because they valued the other guys over him. So... Right. Here is my Sucks. big one huge selling point for Gio in Colorado. The dude dominates defensively net front. It's something that the Avs lack very, it's, very it's heavily. It's not unimportant. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because, like, you probably push, again, Byram. If Byram's in your lineup, Gio's probably more expensive than you want to go. You're probably if not. If Byram going there, isn't yeah. in your lineup, then Gio's exactly the kind of guy that yep. you want to go and get. Uh, that can that will will you will give a prominent role to, uh, and you will put him in a lot of defensive heavy situations. Yep. And you have the flexibility to kind of do whatever because he's played left and right in his career, where you can do make it can, work. However, yeah, you, need you it to, whatever yeah. alignment you prefer. And, like, the difference between Sam Girard trying to play with Jack Johnson versus Mark Giordano, you're right. like, That's boy, big. you feel a lot better about giving G the kind of support we've talked about them providing him. Big feel and little a lot G. better about it with, with Giordano than you do with Jack Johnson or Eric Johnson. Yeah, no, the the you know, he, he just does become your guy that he, he eats a lot of the tough minutes. He kills penalties. Um, you know, he, he, he would have been on the ice for – 
all two minutes of that last night against Tampa Bay. Yep. Um, he does just give you a little bit of a different element um, at, a, at a level that the Avs just don't really have right yeah. now. Um, I think the hardest obstacle to this is Ron Francis. It's going to want agree. too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I agree. And, and the the problem for the Avs is I think you'll find he'll find a GM willing to pay it. I don't think it'll be Joe Sackick, but I think he'll find a GM willing to pay what he wants. I think there's such a divergent split of starting to appear in the top, upper echelon teams and the rest of the league that if he doesn't get it from one of those five to seven teams that think they can really win a cup, I don't think he gets it. Um, and then you have to say, do you just eat it? Because he ate it. Yeah, he hasn't all been summer. afraid to eat it in the past. He ate it sure. all summer, and look look at the team that he built. Like, right. Oops. Like, Giordano UFA? Yeah. I can see a team like Minnesota being in on him. I, I mean, sure. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Minnesota would be in that group of seven that right. I'm talking about that says we're pretty serious about making this thing count now. I, I, I think they're going to try real because I think – Bill Guerin knows what he's up against. The $15 million in dead cap coming real quick. Yeah. yeah, I think he also knows that he's got some fucking kids coming that can play. And he doesn't want to touch those guys. I mean, between Boldy Rossi and Caitlin Addison, I think he's got some I think he's got some dudes. He's going to fucking need them. Yeah. <laughs> 100%, but I, I think he's got them. So. All right. You know. So, Gio, look. Are we, are we entirely discounting the do it for the old guy storyline well, here I, I, too? I was going to say okay. I, I don't you already have an old guy you're trying to do it for in Eric Johnson he's not that old yet though I mean <laughs> not I, like Gio is older but by a good bit <laughs> I, I, I I don't think that it's not a thing like I don't think that would be something that wouldn't be at least like discussed amongst the team sure but like it's it's not Everyone, you know, references abs fans reference to Ray Bork thing. Oh, that could be their Ray Bork. Like Ray Bork was a first ballot Hall of Famer, <laughs> yeah. one of the greatest of all time, regardless of yeah, how that yeah. last season yeah. went. And it was that was a let's you know let's do this for one of the greatest of all time. And even that, I mean, you still had not for back to back years of Western Conference Final <laughs> heartbreak. Like there were so many other things that went into that that the Ray Bork thing was just kind of stacked on top. I don't, I don't doubt that 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 abs group would rally around. Like, let's do this for Geo. Let's, you know, let's get him there. Let's blah blah blah. Let's but, do this for one of the better defensemen in recent Calgary. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, Woo! yeah. Um, but I, I just, I <clears throat> had Sidney Crosby never won a Stanley Cup. That's the type of player that. Someone trades for was, in the last couple of years. Who was the dude that Chicago like gave the cup to? Kimo Timonen. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's it's it's like Kimo Timonen, like <laughs> good guy, likable guy, long career, uh, right? Good player. Had a who's, who's the closest to being? Is it Jumbo? Probably is the closest to being that guy in the league right now. Totally, I think yeah. Jumbo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I would say the big difference is is, is Ray Bork was still. Good. He, yeah. he, he had a fifty, I think, like a fifty-nine point yeah. season that year, right? In Colorado, and Joe Thornton is like, well, he's gonna play fifty-nine games, <laughs> right? Right. Like, like, like he's showing on their fourth line. Ray Bork could have come back the in two thousand one, two thousand two, and, and been a fine, and no one player. would have like blinked yeah. at it. Yeah, he, um, he was that good. Right. Right. 
and, and so again, I I don't discount it one hundred percent. Um, but I just think, like I said, it, it would have to be like a like an Alex Ovechkin in two years, three years, had he never won the cup a few years ago. Yeah, that's the type of guy yeah. that like you really do yeah. rally G- around the storyline. Geo's not sure. so. I don't think it's a major storyline. I think okay. it's it's more of a something that would be discussed internally. He's a good he's a good player who's nearing the end of his career, and hey. it'd be awesome to see him get the cup. Yeah, it'd be like cool. that's but it's cool not story, this but ridiculous moment. By he, his, his yeah. if they were to win it, it'd one be. of the better Calgary Flames defensemen in recent memory. <laughs> Come on, I don't think I don't think a Giordano five jersey is going up in the rafters if they make the deal and they win the cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's how good Ray Bork was. Yeah. His time in Colorado was not very long. And and they still were like, he was this impact. Yeah. Don't Nobody get, else don't get us started on this debate. Uh, Do you not think he should have had his number retired? Absolutely not. Hell to the nod. Oh, my God. <laughs> you guys are crazy. You guys are uh, out of your minds. Let's go to a younger player here. You guys are out of your minds. At number five, this is one that both Jesse and I are, are pretty high on. Yep. JT Miller. Wasn't on my list at all. Yeah. So tells you kind of how I feel. Th- this is where, for me, this list really starts getting into – you're like hard improving your team. Agreed. I, if so, if I didn't think it was going to take genuinely a king's ransom to get JT Miller out of Vancouver, he'd have been even higher on my list. But yeah. I think he's going to be incredibly expensive to pry out of there. Well, and especially because I, I, I guess I could pull up the standings and look, but I still think Vancouver is talking themselves into relevancy. Yeah. Um, and and then on top of that, I so also I think Pacific Division say that there are two playoff. I think there are two clear playoff. Vegas teams. for sure. Vegas and Calgary. Yeah, I would and agree. then that gives you one for sure playoff spot, and then you're hoping a wild card spot because one of those central teams is going to get one of the wild cards. And so you're talking about one. you're yeah. talking about two spots here. So you're fighting L.A., Anaheim, San Edmonton. Jose. San Jose, Vancouver are all fighting for two spots. Right. Realistic. Not even and, mentioned and Anaheim. Seattle. Like it. <laughs> well, yeah, they're they're way out of it. Seattle, Seattle's they're fourteen points behind Arizona. Vancouver. I know, yeah. I, I know, I know. I just well, love the disrespect. Seattle. <laughs> but like in Anaheim starting to slide. You know, they've they, hit, they they've have hit, finally cooled off. They've of hit it. the yeah. speed wobbles a little bit, right? Yep. So I think one for that. Two, I think this is a guy that Vancouver still would like to have in the fold yeah. going forward. And then three, to your point, I think the price tag will be high on him. And this is a guy, I, you know, I just said it about Mark Giordano, but like someone who's serious about a cup will pay the high price. And Joe Sacchi has just shown over and over and over again, he's got a price that he's willing to pay. And if it's beyond that, he's not going to mess with it. Well, and when you're talking about JT Miller, we're talking about the first guy on this list that I'm actually – open to the idea of paying a certain price for sure where you're talking about a prospect you really like a first round pick that kind well, of thing and and part of this conversation is he does have another year on his deal yeah so you're again in that conversation of like maybe this makes burakovsky more expendable one of the biggest selling points of jt miller is the versatility is mm-hmm. that he's played all three forward positions extensively yep in the nhl so Having him next year and then maybe giving him an extension beyond that, it doesn't necessarily lock you into, well, he's going to play in this spot or that spot. He can move around for you and do a lot of different things. And that's that that uh, having that sort of malleable skill set 
I think is a really important selling point in the JT Miller conversation because JT Miller on his own, just as a player in one position, he's a, he's solid, but I don't know that he moves the needle very far for me over Tyler Toffoli. But when you add in, when you add in the center versatility, I think it gets to be a different conversation. Just take the eraser, rub out Comfer, write in Miller. <laughs> Done. And <laughs> Riley, just so you know, I don't think Newhook or Byram are part of At their a single off conversation. The no. table. They're Newhook not going and Byram anywhere. are off the table. They're not going anywhere. Yep. Uh, yeah, regardless of who we're talking about here, I don't think they're giving up. I mean, I would trade. I would trade Byram for Jack Hughes. Yeah, sure, for elite talent. Yeah, that, uh, young elite yeah. talent, basically. Yeah, I do it for Trevor Zegras. Let's go for Connor McDavid at fifty percent retained. Sure, <laughs> sure. I'd make it work. Even <laughs> uh, but no, th- th- this is definitely the first guy where it gets. Like, yeah. like I said, you're you're making a clear. We're willing to give up because we think this makes us that much better. The type of guys that when the trade happens, the media goes, oh, they're for real now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's just what Colorado needed. Yeah. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, highly versatile, high, highly skilled forward that can fit anywhere into a top nine and make all of those different levels of better. Good, 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 good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note. Go get yourself a Breck Brew. Got Broncos country right here, living the dream. You can get eight different kinds on tap down at the bar mm-hmm. or find them at your local liquor store. Look, drink the Avalanche while you're watching an Avalanche game. It's a super easy deal. You, you should just do it. Drink yeah. the Avalanche while you watch the Avalanche. It just makes sense. They also have the two for a brew deal. Allie's pointing at me. I don't know why. I hate IPAs, so... What's an IPA? I, I hate IPAs, but they're Juicy Drop one. I, no, that's where I'm going with this. I hate IPAs, but the... The Juice the, Drop? Yeah, the Juice Drop mango... It's drinkable for, for, I, for IPA I haters, had two yeah. of them the other night. As someone who doesn't like IPAs, I thought they were really good. I, I'm a simple human, and I drink Avalanche during the Avalanche games. I, I, I'm a creature of habit. They're super good. When you get one... During an Avs game or before an Avs game, keep your receipt. Go on over to Breck Brew. If they score two in the first period, send Breck Brew a picture of the receipt. They'll pay for your, excuse me, they'll pay for your first beer on them. They're literally giving you free beer when the Avs play well in the first period. So go get yourself some Breck Brew. Use the Breck Beer locator online to find it at a local liquor store near you. Then, if you're looking for free entertainment in the Denver area, where's this going? <laughs> Well, you could go to the Diamond Club. It's, it's not, not free. free. Uh, what you can do is go to the American it's Raptors. The Diamond Club. I, I've never it's been. Way classier I, than that. I, I've never been. Uh, it's go the Club Diamond, obviously. It's, go to American Raptors instead. Don't go see strippers. Go Jesus. go see rugby. All right. One of these things is more entertaining than the other. Look, it doesn't doesn't really matter. You yes. Plenty of friction. Either choice. All right. Look, I've. <laughs> AJ's about to get stuff thrown at him right here. <laughs> what is this? American Raptors, completely free to go to any game you want. 
They're also the home, Infinity Park of Glendale, of the men's and women's 15 teams for Team USA. So it's literally the best rugby in the country. You can get in for free. If you're into the rugby, you can watch for free on their website. You can also follow Colton Strickler, Colton Strickler the DNVR rugby account on Twitter. He does ridiculously good podcasts. I say it every time, but I am so insanely jealous of the access that he gets. He literally talks to the best rugby players of all time, like every week. He's just like, what's up? Let's let's talk for 45 minutes about how dope rugby is. He also has one-on-one pods about rugby. If you're new to the sport, he'll teach you the ins and outs of the game, and it'll look way better than A.J. Hafley does right now. So. I think he pulls a bucket out of phenomenally. <laughs> I don't have a Nerf gun yet, guys. Soon. <laughs> just keep throwing shit at us. We'll just keep putting it on. I love the hat. It looks great. I think it looks great. Yeah. You should wear more bucket hats. Got it. It's definitely a summer hat. Keeps the sun sure. out of your eyes yeah. from every angle. <laughs> I right. like that. Fuck the sun. <laughs> Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's get into the top half of our list here. Number four, going back to the defensive well with Calvin DeHaan. I just I know at some point Cole Hamilton's gonna watch this show, <laughs> and he's gonna roll his eyes so hard at that. At the hat or Calvin DeHaan? Calvin DeHaan. What's not the love? This is what I've been saying for years. <laughs> his last name starts with two lowercase letters. How could you not love that? Years I've been trying to push the Calvin DeHaan thing. I'm here for it. Look, I think. He is a lefty, but he does play plenty of the right side or has in his career. So he can be versatile for you in that way. He provides, if you look at his underlines this year, on a Chicago team that is bad. Exact profile of what you want for a guy that helps you close he, games. He's genuine. Again, if the Avs are without Byram, he is a perfect number four. Yeah. A perfect number four defenseman. Blocks a lot of shots, has a physical element to his game, has good size. Uh, extensive PK experience. That's a that's a dude that just did, that is a drag and drop into your lineup. Yep, it's it's feels almost too easy. It almost makes too much sense. <clears throat> Obviously, Chicago is going to be on the selling side of stuff. The big question is the extensive injury history. Yep, uh, and I don't I truly don't know how he would do in a really up tempo. Can he keep up? Yeah. They want him. Look at how Colorado's defense attacks um, when they're on offense, and I don't know that Calvin DeHaan has that in the bag. You spelled it wrong. Two A's. And it's technically a lowercase d as it, well. It technically correct. Okay. Upper, uppercase Ca- H, H, lowercase d e. <laughs> Well, I know. That's why we're commenting on it. <laughs> Regardless of how you yeah. spell his and, name, and uh, a pending UFA, like in a guy that a yeah. guy that you would just say, "Hey, uh, probably not is an astronomical not, price." Well, yeah. and probably realistically, probably is not coming back. Sure, it's a one and done thing. Um, sure. But is is kind of your answer to David Savard for what Tampa yeah. did last year? Yeah. Um, much of the same attributes but does not have any of the offensive profile or history to, to justify a first-round pick. <laughs> no. Yeah. And, you know, I 
The problem with the wish list is a lot of the wish list is like, this would be great before we talk about the price that it's actually going to cost. Yeah, and Dahan is a really reasonable response. Uh, and and probably the only defenseman of the ones that we've talked about here um, with the Geos, and look, he's not on this list yet, but John Klingberg is coming. Yeah. Of of those guys, um, Dahan is the one where you say Bowen Byram doesn't really matter in this picture. He'd be great as your number five. Exactly. Yeah. If you have if you have Calvin Dahan and Eric Johnson as your bottom pairing, you love that. If you have pairing. if you have Calvin Dahan and Jack Johnson as your bottom pairing, you love that. Like you're pairing. you're you're feeling a whole lot better. If you really want to get crazy, you go Calvin Dahan and Justin Barron as your bottom Ooh, pairing. The Black Ace, do it. I'm saying. <laughs> Um, and then if there's no Byram, then Calvin Nahan next to Sam Gerrard. It just you're talking about raising the floor here, limiting some of the damage that you can do, but at what should be a pretty reasonable cost. Yeah, it shouldn't be the price for Calvin Nahan should not be exorbitant. You try to sneak in with like a if you could find a way to get him for less than a first, it, I think it would be something I'd be all over for sure. Even if you're talking about like a, a solid grade prospect, it'd be something I'd have to seriously consider. But in any case, AJ spoiled our number three as we're sticking with the defenseman. It is John Klingberg. Uh, I wasn't as interested in Klingberg. I, yeah, I just, as the dissenter, because Jesse and I each had John Klingberg at three. Yeah. I want to know where the dissenting opinion is under the asterisk that. I have John Klingberg at three because of Byram. Because Byram is not in the lineup. And if Byram comes back, John Klingberg probably isn't even on my list anymore. And I agree there. If Byram's healthy, I don't see how Klingberg fits at all. Full stop. Dylan Sakura sent back down to the Eagles. Good sign okay. for McKinnon coming back Sunday. Side note. As expected, McKinnon also should be back Sunday. Eagles play tonight, so that was happening no matter yeah. what. Poor guy. <laughs> he has to play every well, day. Well, and then he, then the Eagles play tomorrow too. Yeah. That dude's about to and play then three he's games play in a row. Sunday. <laughs> well, I don't think he will. When the abs, when the abs recall him because something happens with McKinnon, Darren Helm goes out again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. they're just like every day. <laughs> again. Every day. Do, do you want that NHL paycheck? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But yeah, sorry, didn't mean yeah. to derail. Just okay. wanted to make so, sure you got the update in. I I really struggle to see Klingberg's <clears throat> fit. In this team. Why? Yeah, I was going to say. With what you have. State your case. With what you have in McCarr, Taves, and Gerard, mm -hmm. I really think you want to round out that number four with a better, well-rounded defenseman on the defensive side. Yes, I understand Klingberg can move pucks well, and that works great in the Av system, mm -hmm. but I don't think he So brings... you wouldn't want Byram on that second pairing? No, I do want Byram on the second pairing. I think his defense is fucking elite. Uh, I... This is why I had Geo over Klingberg because you drop in Geo, he's a monster in front of his own net. He makes it hard for other teams. He makes them work in the offensive zone to get stuff done. And Geo still has enough puck moving ability to get it out. Whereas Klingberg, yes, he's going to provide you a ton of offense, but he's super high event defensively, and it's going to create a lot of chaos. I think it it gets a little bit hard to make the balance work there. Because you really do want to keep Taves with Makar as much as possible, I think. Yeah, and I think that putting Klingberg next to Gerard is fine. I yep. don't love because, it. I don't love it. Klingberg, has, Klingberg is not the player that he was a couple of years ago. 
And I don't really care about the offense, to be honest with you. Like, that'll come just naturally. And he'd be a very good natural fit into how Colorado wants their D to activate. Yeah. And he has the puck yeah, skill to I, fit I, again, right into all of that. I think that side will be fine. And that's great. But I think that he's also been playing in a heavily defensive system for the last few years and hasn't looked out of place. He hasn't collapsed. He hasn't folded like the French. He's just fine. I, He's I, been fine. I think and you're I think, overrating his defense. And I don't. And I don't. I'm not of the opinion that John Klingberg is a very good defender. But I think that he's a good enough player right. in his own zone, and his puck moving complements Sam Gerrard's well yep. enough yep. that if he wasn't, if if he's not getting put next to Sam Gerrard, I don't have an interest in it. I agree. Which is why I'm saying if Bowen Byram is back in the lineup. I don't yeah, really have I, Klingberg on my list at all. He doesn't make sense as a Me bottom too. pairing guy at but all. I don't as think, as a but. guy, I'm trusting every. I am I am trusting everything about John Klingberg more than Eric Johnson or Jack Johnson or Ryan Murray or Curtis McDermott or Jacob McDonald or Justin Barron. Any of those guys, I trust John Klingberg to do the two way job at a and, higher level at a better level, and he has like begged Dallas. To get the F out of to, there. To, to get rid of him. He does not want to be there, and I think you're going to get a really, really motivated, yeah. pissed-off player. And I really like I and really like picking up a guy who's got who's got a big chip on his shoulder prove. and really wants to has a little really, bit of fire there. Really man. wants to prove a point to, I just, a, to, a, to a city that he feels has done him dirty. I, I just think that his 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 stylistic play fits too well within what the abs do to to not be looking again. All of this is is Bowen Byram is a linchpin on this player almost completely. If you feel any level of of real confidence, if you're Joe Sakic that Bowen Byram will be back, then I, I I'm with you. I I don't really know if he falls anywhere on my list. But my interest is gone. But but this is basically because I'm not paying the price right for him. To John, be a third John Klingberg to me is basically. The Bowen Byron Band-Aid to get you to so, next season yep. while staying high level, I guess puck moving, yeah. good skater. Fits your identity. I, right. I, I guess part really of my concern there, there is it feels to me like they're maybe getting a little bit too samey on the defensive side with their identity. If you add another guy like that into your Well, and I like that I like that I mean this is not Tyson Berry here. This is not it's, it's a not one-way full player YOLO send for who, sure. Like collapses in his own zone here and can't play any defense. This is a guy that's been playing in a defense heavy system for the last several years. Well, and 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 again like the And I think that Colorado frees him up from that, but yeah. he's he's going to be comfortable enough in his own zone that having puck moving skill around him to the level of a Sam Gerrard uh, is just going to unlock some of the all talent the things, to shine uh, through. Some of yeah. the things that I think we haven't get, gotten to see in him really excel in Dallas because they've been asking him to kind of play not to his preferred style. And and, and in terms of like the two Sammy, I get what you're what you're getting at there, but that is so much of what we talked about early this season when Byram really was going is that this top four, they just, they're so consistent. You know what you're getting and they complement the offense so well that I, I, I still think that bottom pairing, you know, the Johnson and Johnson pair, whatever you have enough diversity, you have enough shutdown, <coughs> you have the ability in Kale McCarr and Devon Taves, you know, those aren't just strictly offensive players for sure I, I i just think that again if you if you feel like you're probably going to be without byram 
I think this is a phenomenal. Well, if you get to the if you get to the deadline and you don't have you don't have Byram, this is the last chance that you have to do something about it. I agree. Yep. yep. And that's where I think Klingberg is the interest. And if you do have Byram, then you don't bother with John Klingberg. Right. Right. Just, that's that's where you do go fill around with some of these other. Yeah. Where where you do try and uh, that's where Luke Shen and Calvin Hahn become. Right. <laughs> they just pump them up like two yeah, spots right. each. Right, right. <laughs> you're you're min maxing a little bit more at that point when Byron's Def- back. Yeah, definitely. That's more about that's more about raising the floor. Yeah. John Klingberg is about keeping your ceiling where you want it on that second pairing. Yeah. I, and not that's the a great floor. Way of and it. For the record, I did have Klingberg on my list, just a little bit lower, down at nine. I you're believe, right. But I lied. I, not that I'm a total non-believer. I just don't believe in him as much as you guys do. Uh, but. He's certainly not the player, and this is an important acknowledgement that he's not the guy he was a few years ago. For sure. There have been some steps back there in his game. All right. So it's not without concern that I'm doing it. I'm just believing. I think I think that there I think whoever frees him from Dallas is, is going benefit. to get yeah. is gonna get a really, really motivated John Klingberg mm-hmm. for a couple of months. And that's that's and playing for a big contract. Uh, he's been on a he's been on a really good deal yeah, for his entire say his, career. His money is easy to fit. I think I think that that's a uh, there's a there's money and disrespect by by the stars <laughs> have pushed him in a direction where I'm like whoever gets that dude is going to get the best version we've seen in a long time of him. Chat yeah. is is desperately hung, hungry to talk about our number two guy on oh, the list. Are they over? Are they over uh, Tomas Hurdle? Yeah, Hurdle Hurdles. So, so ten minutes ago, what I what I what I think is amazing about this, none of us had hurdle on the top ten. Not one of us. And well, I'm curious about this reasoning because I I I have my feelings about why, and I'm curious why he's not on either of yours. I, he could have snuck into the bottom of my list, but especially the last couple of days, it sounds like the Sharks are trying really hard to keep him. That's mine. Okay, I, I, so I we're do, all in agreement that we think he's going to stay. Yeah. Well, it's not even necessarily okay. that I that I think he'll ultimately end up staying, but I just think that. He's having of of all and the next guy on our list is is another one who's having a really good year. Um, I just think that you'd be buying really high, and I, I think San Jose wants to keep him. So I I think the cost to pry him out of there right now is just going to be San Jose high. really just can't rebuild. They have too much yeah, money tied up in guys already. With Carlson, Burns, but they just kind of yeah. have to just keep going in this era. Yep, and. I guess magically fucking hope that they get really lucky. I don't really Just understand what pull the, plan the is. Evander Kane magic trick of getting out of contracts a couple I, more yeah, times. Like, like, can they can they fake some vaccination cards for Brent Burns <laughs> and company? Like, like right. what what can they do here to get out of those deals? Because right. they don't have a direction while that's all going on. Yeah. And Doug Wilson's the kind of guy who's been really really loyal to the guys who signed long term and says. I don't want to rebuild. You guys you guys did not sign up with me for that process. Yep. You gave your you gave a long commitment to have your family here so that you guys could compete for something and I want to make sure the second half of your careers matter. And fair enough, you got to love a GM that has that kind of respect as a former player obviously like you yep. feel you feel like there's a certain respect there. That's all good and well, but uh, it, the, a weird kind of a weird direction for the franchise because they're they're just sort of stuck kind of having to keep guys like Hurdle yeah. and not cashing in on rebuild opportunities. Yeah, so that that was the only reason why he was. If, if you're purely just talking like, if you're not talking about acquisition costs or salary or anything, he 100 percent would have been on my list. Yep. 
Um, but I just I, if I was not a hundred thousand percent convinced that San Jose was going yeah, to make I think every they're going all in to keep him. effort to yeah. keep him, and eventually he's just going to be like, "All right, that's too much money. I have to say <laughs> yes to this." Right. Right. Uh, all right, we got a little sidetrack there. Our number two guy, Joseph James Papelski. He's a hockey player. Is that what you were just looking up? Was his full name? His middle name. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't sure what. If, it was James, by the way. Uh, little, little Captain America up in here. Little Captain America. I actually had him at one over Claude Giroux. I know both of you had Giroux at one. Uh, I think Pavelski is the dream fit for this hockey team. So why I've got Pavelski at two, uh, he's 37 already. Um, and Definitely getting up there. I think that it's going to be harder to bring him back in the offseason than it I, would be to bring Giroux I, back because I think Giroux only waves for a team that he thinks he has a good chance to stick I, with. I I went into this thinking Pavelski is a rental, full stop. And and that's so that's why I have Pavelski there. I also uh because their selling points are almost identical. Right. I, They're I right-handed. They give you they they open they they can win a lot of face-offs for you. They open up tons of options for you power play-wise. They do it in very different ways. You want Claude Giroux taking one-timers. You want Joe Pavelski tipping them in. Yeah. So you'd love to just have them both. <laughs> but like you, you, you really the the selling points are almost identical here. It's like which one do you think is a better fit? Which one do you think can slide into the lineup and do whatever? Like it's really all very same samey between these two. Agreed. It's just it's just the age. Otherwise, I don't know how you would really strongly prefer one over the other. Yeah. It, Razor thin margins. Like for Pavelski's sure. playoff career has been a little more prolific than Giroux's, but P Pavelski's also never been the number one I, guy right. on a playoff contender the way that Giroux has I, been yeah, his whole career. For me, I think I just prefer Pavelski stylistically a smidge better with the net front stuff. I think he would fit in great on a second well, line. When you talk about next to on a line yeah, with Berkey and Kadri going Kadri. bombs yeah. away with him in right, front. Right, and shooting yeah. constantly and... and and really, like, you talk about scoring in the postseason. Yep. You get some of those dirty goals right. that like Pavelski those grinds pucks, out there. Yep. Those tipped pucks from Pavelski eliminated Colorado twice. Yep. And it's just, you said there anything about Landy's very good in front of the net himself. Yep. Now you're running PP1 with Gabe Landeskog in front of the net and PP2 with yep. Joe Pavelski in front of the net. Um, Lethal. Yeah, he, he just... Like Giroux, he just makes it a really tough matchup. It really struggle if you're another team playing against the Abs in the playoffs to match yeah. top six. Well, like, he's it, such a miserable son of a yeah, bitch. Nobody to play wants to play against that dude. Like Pavelski, Pavelski sucks to play against in a way that I don't think Giroux does. But Giroux, I think, has a higher natural talent skill level. level. Yeah. Um, so again, it's more you're, tantalizing. You're talking yeah. about like different different pathways to success but similar levels now pavelski's having a crazy ass year like this really insane 37 year old percentage driven monstrosity of a season and jeru's having a good year on a team that has completely fallen apart right it, well and then and then you do have to anecdotally make the joke yeah here we go <laughs> It's a joke, but it's also like a little bit of a real thing. I mean, Joe Pavelski has just eaten Murders the abs alive in yeah. his career. Murdered and this it. is the other the other factor here is 
Philadelphia doesn't care about yeah. sending quads. Dallas to is in right. division. Yeah. Dallas doesn't. Uh, Dallas. They're, they're going to have to be out of it for them to move a guy like this to Colorado. Exactly. And Dallas wants to keep Joe Pavelski for a series, a first round series against Colorado. Yeah, there's a very real possibility in, that Dallas Colorado probably, is the is the round one series. If Dallas yeah. makes the postseason, it's likely as the last seed out west, yeah. and that puts them in position to have the abs. And yeah. so you're saying you want to keep him for that. You don't want you don't want to give up whatever and then have that guy play against you. Because because like I said, it, it's funny to laugh and joke about that stuff. But I don't have it in front of me. But I I wouldn't want to look at his career totals against the Avs. I mean, he just and Philadelphia is saying we'd prefer to send you out to Colorado and not have you waste away right. in like Washington or something. Yeah. You know, like winning a Stanley Cup down the road for an Eastern Conference team that we've been trying to beat for ten years. For, yeah, for years. Um, yeah. That, that, whereas you send him, you send him out west is the, what I'm saying. Like they want to give, they want to get him out of the east. Yeah. Send him out. Send him <laughs> Not out. Not their problem anymore. What the Abs yeah. attempted to do with Matthew Shane, Ryan O'Reilly, and Tyson Berry. Give him, Berry, give him they, the Fievel treatment. They He's all gotta came go back. <laughs> and and there was a minute there when I thought they were all going to end up in division. <laughs> and Tyson Berry decided to stay in Edmonton. Uh, who, uh, who was it that got? It, it was Hoffman, right? That got immediately flipped. Uh, yeah, by San Jose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back yeah. to Florida yeah. because yeah. Ottawa refused to trade to the East. Yeah, and and weren't they pretty pissed about that? Yeah, they were. Well, not San happy. Jose was mad because of uh, what happened with Martin Jones, or LA was mad because yeah. they traded Martin Jones to Boston. Yeah, and Boston goes LOL and traded him to. San Jose, San Jose and LA worked really hard to keep not him from to do that. Yeah, because that was at the time. You remember the Sharks didn't have a goalie, and Martin Jones was the next big thing. He was actually yeah. good then. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it's tough. Uh, we haven't really talked about the Giroux side as much. He's obviously our number one. He headlined the title. You should know this if you read the title. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, those people who's, were lying to themselves. <laughs> Who's Ron Weasley in this? Because the fact that they know the nickname Turd Stick means nothing for you guys. I know exactly who he's talking about. And yes, I did. <laughs> uh, Joy, that's like my best friend. AJ's met Joy. You met Jonathan. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to know who that actually is. Yeah, this is someone from your hockey team. It would be my guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and the not a lot of people call him Turd Stick. So. Uh, Oh, yeah, <laughs> we'll for see. the record, Joe Pavelski, Fucking thirty-seven boy. points in forty-seven games against the Avs. Not unreal good, but I'd be willing to bet if you look at the playoffs, it's probably a little like different. Dirty good, yeah. Who is this person? <laughs> Turd Stick is actually one of the people I was talking to you guys about earlier about how insanely skilled he was, but yeah. you get him in national tournaments yeah. and stuff, he just gets. How do you get the nickname Turd Stick? Uh, it sounds a lot like his last name. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, there, there's a few, there's a few for him that aren't. Do you, you ever read that Reddit thread on poop knife? I did. Yeah. <laughs> Some stories you just don't want to know. But... Better off not knowing. Oh, I'd love to know who that is. Uh, anyway, anyway, Claude Giroux. Obviously, the talent level is there. Obviously, Philadelphia has all the reason in the world to sell him. Assuming he wants to waive, <laughs> we've been talking about him for a week or two now. Obviously, all the all-star stuff where he wanted nothing to do with the trade conversations. But it's Pavelski and Drew are the type of talents that people. 
<laughs> you know the poop knife story. <laughs> Pavelski and it's Drew classic. are the type of talents that if you're not at least inquiring about, you're simply just not doing your job correctly. Yeah. I mean, so. that's that's one where you're like, dude, the 2023 first, totally. Yep. And the reason why I'm more comfortable with Drew is, again, I think that if you the get opportunity Drew, for future. you want to give him the Joe Pavelski's contract. <laughs> well, and, and You give him the three by seven and keep him and just hope that it goes as well as, as Pavelski's deal did. And uh, Claude Drew, I, I, I laugh going through Twitter. You see all these people. I don't want Drew. He's not worth Martin Kaut and a first. Like, do you yes, not know who Claude Giroux is? <laughs> like, this is a top tier. Yeah. Like, elite. Justin Barron is on the table for me, and yeah. that's a deep cut. Right. But also knowing that, like, it's going to, you got to, you got to give to get. And Claude right. Giroux could be. Claude the difference Giroux between a cup and not. Genuinely. Nasty. Right. Right. I, I mean, this is. That's, th- this is not min maxing. This is max maxing. Right. I, this, I mean, this, this, this gives you. This is straight up gear upgrading. Like, <laughs> this is different I, level. I think Miko is really the better comparison, but just forget that for a second. This really does kind of give you that, like, really elite, not quite to the same level of, like, Crosby Malkin, but, like, mm. it gives you your, your huge one two punch. McKinnon, cool. Wow, he shut that line down. Here comes Claude Giroux over the wall. It's just like he is that level. Well, he's going to play n- next to Nazem Kadri, yeah, right. who is in the top five in the NHL in scoring, where you're just like, do you need this guy? Right. No. But how much better, how much harder are you to beat having him around? Well, and, and, and we talk about Joe Pavelski being tough to play against and maybe a little bit tougher than Giroux, but, I mean, this is also still – he's has a little bit of that, like, old-school Philly nasty to kind of play against. You know, he's got that – the, the famous mm. shift a couple you know a few years ago in the playoffs against Pittsburgh where he goes out and just lays Merks three dudes out yeah. inclu- including oh, dude. Sidney Crosby picks the puck up and just hammers one home like he is he's an elite talent he's the best player available like at this trade deadline I know I know he's not this guy anymore but he's like two years removed from a hundred point season right yeah. right 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 so like let's well, remember that Claude Giroux is the and he's still like. His numbers aren't like, oh, my God, right? But Not you're also eye-popping. talking about a team that has completely collapsed this year. It's a disaster. It's, it, it's similar to, like, the 48-point year. When when you looked back at that after the year was yeah. done, you're like, Nathan McKinnon had a pretty good year, all things considered. Yeah, you're like, Miko Rantanen had a 20-goal season. Right, like, right. there are some things that you're po- – but you're also looking at those names, and you're like, how did a team with this much talent get this bad? Yeah. Right, 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 right. And sometimes it just spirals on you. And that's what we're seeing in Philly this year is that it's and I don't I truly don't think that it's they're that they're that bad. I don't think so. I either. think things have just gotten out of hand. It's just all everything's gone and, wrong and, and the mountain it, it, you, the mountain's on top of them now. Yeah, and you're right. just like, Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess we just wait till next year to push this reset button. But you do have to make a decision, you know, and Drew is interesting because he's got the thousand games played coming up. Uh, that would be the March seventeenth game. Yep. For for the Flyers would be that thousandth game, game right before the deadline. So you really really want to see him that. get to yeah. that. Yeah. So this is not this is probably not one that you're going to see them not any, make not within the next couple weeks. Yeah, that would have to be a, probably on deadline itself, maybe the day before. Yep. And then also, I think Philly's in Colorado that week. A little bit of a. So it would be fun to be yeah. like. Just stay. Hi, fellas. Just right, right, stay right. in Colorado. It's fine. Oh, yeah. Someone asked what time the trade 
Uh, all day, meeting. March 21st. Yeah. We'll be live all day. Yeah. We'll be live all day for the deadline. Don't worry about is it. it, it no, it's not noon Eastern. There's no way. Two, two Eastern? Three Eastern? It ends at either noon or one here locally. Yeah, it's. I think it's usually noon Pacific. But again, it, the other thing to always keep in mind is you have to be in line with the National Hockey by League the, trade registry by, by that time. Yep. So those you know deals Trades come in two hours after. Yeah, deals yeah. will always trickle in for the the hours after. But three p.m. Eastern. So one. PM so one p.m. here. Yep. Okay. Yep. Keep in mind that is also trade deadline day is a game day. The yeah. Edmonton Oilers are in Denver. That's going to be a seven seven thirty that night. Um, so expect so expect morning skate to either be canceled or it for it to be massive. Yeah. Oh. Tyson Jones just leave ten minutes early. What's uh, going on here? I was gonna say we will be live all day, but I will be at the yeah. arena and then I, coming over I here. I will after. be live all day, um, and these guys will pop in and out as needed. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't see JT Comfer out here. Mm, interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Rem- remember, the Avs <laughs> did this when Florida was in town. Yeah, uh, they they just had Derek Broussard come across the hallway. Um, Philly just just so Philly will absolutely be retaining. They have to. They would have. Philly to will one hundred percent, and it's one hundred percent. Their incentive to retain is. Do you want to give up Claude Giroux for nothing? For nothing? Yeah. Are you are you cool you know, with letting watch him, him leave in free agency? Yeah. Are you are you willing to let him walk for nothing to save your pride, or or do you want to get something for it? So double hat. They have massive incentive to retain. I actually that looks pretty good. I'm ready for the snow, y'all. Yeah. Uh, they, they they absolutely have That's incentive. What I said when I moved here from Texas, oh, Jesus. ready for the snow, y'all. Uh, they have incentive to retain, and the more they retain, the 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 more they'll get. There's in no reason for them not to. Yeah, certainly. they re- they retain the max amount. They will absolutely maximize what they are going to get in return. And when you're talking about trading a player of that caliber, you're trying to get as much. In returns you can, especially when you're talking about you're retaining salary for three months. The so they will be retaining. The one other thing about Drew and Pavelski, I think that we haven't really touched on, is the domino effect of you put them into your top six, and all of a sudden you're talking Bless about you. a you. third line that either has Nachushkin, or if you want to put Nachushkin on the right of the second line, Burakovsky. We've talked a lot this year about hey. Give Alex Newhook a little bit more talent. Let's see what that kid can do. Without incentive, they have no incentive to retain. (laughs) It's like, well, yeah. (laughs) But their incentive is a better price (laughs) and literally no downside to them retaining other than actual dollars. So, Sorry, I interrupted you. No, you're good. Who is Lil B? No one knows anything yet. Stop. Okay. Anyway. Krause was on my list. So. When when you have a player of that caliber, if you can acquire that, it doesn't just make the direct players that they play with better. It makes your entire lineup that much better. And it's kind of a big deal when you're trying to win a Stanley Cup. Right. So. Yep. Yo. Want, I, does Lil Burn have a SoundCloud? <laughs> oh, my. Did, did you hear us talking about it before? I loved Lil Burn. I, I, I don't know why he hasn't been in every game since. He's incredibly cute. Gonna do a crossover with Lil Bow Wow. Is that the future of the rap game? Lil Burn. Sure. Is Lil Burn in the doghouse? Look at him. Yep. The flat. It was the flag waving, and then yeah, the the, the fist <laughs> the bumps fist coming bumps in. Were super cute. Yeah. 
Just because that flag was the the pole was <laughs> short and still way too the flag fucking was big, bigger than he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I loved little burn. Go ahead and leave that up there for the rest of the show. I think I'm we're almost done. Yeah, we're wrapping it up here. Oh, oh, dude, oh totally. Megan and I were oh. Megan and I were talking about gritty last night, and I'd vote for him for president. Absolutely. Sold. He should he should take over for Gary Bettman when Gary yeah. Bettman <laughs> retires. He should run the NHL. All chaos. It's what the, do you think Gritty's voice sounds like? Doesn't that's that's part of what makes him so insane. Is he doesn't have one. It's just that blank stare. <laughs> that I just I, non blinking. Like, is, is it like the extreme? Is it like Gilbert Gottfried's voice? No, I, or is it like? Uh, I, I think the no voice is what adds to the mystery. There's two only two correct answers. One, Mark Wahlberg. Two, what? Yep. Why? <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the madness of Gritty. Okay, he has a Boston a accent in Philly. Fucking uh, name to two, pull out of the hat. The, the other one is way worse. The other option is a kawaii anime girl. So, what? <laughs> Those are the only two things that are possibly fit Gritty because it's absolute nonsense either way. <laughs> That's too that's too on brand. Gritty's voice would have to be something crazy. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I've left the panel speechless <laughs> chat. Yeah. So we're gonna wrap up the show now. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts on the Avs uh, trade deadline? I, I honestly here? can't formulate a thought after everything <laughs> you just said. So the I'm only not. thing running through my head is what the fuck? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. Just imagine. Of all celebrities for you to name, Mark Wahlberg was way imagine, down on that list. Imagine Gritty sitting in the penalty box going, ooh, woo. Just imagine that. Why is the commissioner <laughs> of the NHL in the penalty box? <laughs> What's happening in this world? Lost Ark is dope. Having a ton of fun. Uh, it's been fun, yeah. They had one of the, they had the drummer. Why don't you book drummers for us, Allie? True. Where's our interview with Blink-182? Yeah, no no joke. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Please. Or Gritty. Tap into your your Philly connections. Get Gritty on the show. Since I have now taken the podcast entirely off the rails. Oh, one, one, one last quick quick question here. Rachel Rigelinski put out a thing. Uh, ketchup or mustard on a corn dog? Corn dogs are gross, so on neither. On a corn dog. Anything that involves mustard fucking sucks. Wrong. So, so I'm with you, though, on corn dogs. Yeah, they're not great. Not great. Okay. Oh, but did you forget that mustard Do you have sucks? an answer to this? I don't have a preference. <sighs> Plain. Cop out. Imagine that person who likes cheese pizza wants a plane. Get out of here with that. I don't this. put anything on my hot dog either. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, what I, you, I, that's what you get from Mark Wahlberg. Plain hot dogs. Did you say plain hot dogs? Yeah. Dude, a plain hot dog is better than anything you can put with condiments on it. What the? F- How many times have we asked you for anything. your bad food takes and y'all are out here eating plain ass hot dogs? It's not a bad food take. That's a You're terrible outnumbered food on this take. set, bruh. Sounds like you've got the bad take. I said on the set. I said on the set. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ridiculousness. Quiet offset. I said on the set. Uh, okay. Uh, before I dig a hole any deeper for myself, 
I'm going to wrap this show up. Thank you, chat, for hanging out with us. This is a fun one. Hope you all enjoyed. Uh, we are back on Sunday, pregame, postgame, the whole nine for the game against Dallas. So please join us for that. It is an afternoon game. Game starts at noon, actually, I think. Yeah, so, so we'll be on our postgame at 11.30 a.m. Mimosas and corn dogs. Dude, that's what Thank we you. Oh, did he say post game? No, the post game will be the same as the pregame. We'll have that many mimosas that it's just the pre yeah. and post game show. One long show. It'll be fine. All right. We're outie. Thank you, chat. We'll talk to you Sunday.